0: Well, as always, thank you so much to all of those who have helped to put our worship service together, for our faith ringers, for that beautiful piece of music, uh, for Catherine Evers, who was our liturgist this morning, um, for all of the faces that we saw in that testimony of who Jesus is, as Jesus is a part of Faith United Methodist Church. Uh, thank you to Gary Brubaker for putting our music all together, for our praise team, and for our, uh, for our Wesley Choir. Thank you. Now here we are continuing in our series on who is Jesus, because we all have that slightly different answer to who Jesus is. Jesus is the reason we're all together, the reason that we're worshiping together. And also for some people, there's a lot of baggage around the name of Jesus or even the person of Jesus. Who is Jesus and who is Jesus to you? So we're talking about who Jesus is using Diana Butler's ba- Butler Bass's book, Freeing Jesus, talking about Jesus as teacher, as savior, as friend, as Lord, as the way, and as presence. And so today, Jesus as Lord. Would you pray with me? Oh God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. Oh Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, um, <clears throat> when we think about who we are, um, and who um, we are, and and what we call ourselves, or what other people call us, our names or our titles, um, we all have different names or titles as we go throughout our life. Now, some show a job or a profession. Um, some show a family label or a role. Some show a relationship. So you could be a judge. Um, you could be a teacher, and your title or your name shows those. You could be an aunt or an uncle, or you could be a mother or a father, um, and your title or your name shows that role. Or a relationship, like um, a husband or a wife or a spouse or a partner. Um, these labels or names show our relationship. So, for example... I am Aunt Missy to my nieces and nephew, um, or as my niece Emma calls me, Mimi. Um, And I am also Pastor Melissa or Reverend Melissa in my role as an ordained elder in the United Methodist Church. True story. Uh, One time someone called me and um, they asked if they could talk to Reverend Myers. And I was like, oh, there's nobody here by that name. Guys, that's me. (laughs) So that's my title, Pastor Melissa, Reverend Melissa, Reverend Myers. Um, that tells me who my role, about my role, um, as an ordained elder in the United Methodist Church. Now, um, my nephew, Landon, he will forever be nugget to me. Um, that's what I call him. That's what I have always called him. And, um, no one else really gets to call him that. He also told me I'm not allowed to call him that around his friends because, you know, he's nine now. I totally understand. And I respect that. Um, but so that's, that's what his name or um, what I know him as. Um, my niece, I sometimes uh, call her Emanato. Um, I was talking with her one day because she calls me Mimi. Um, and uh, my, my sister had asked her, but what do some other people call her? Um, and she said, well, sometimes people call her Aunt Missy which is true. Um, And she said, but I say Mimi. Um, And then I said, well, you know, some people call me Melissa. And she thought that was the funniest thing in the world. She was like, who does that? I know it's, it's weird. Um, But so we have all of these different names and titles that tell us who we are. One time I was in a store and um, I saw a church member and their child. Um, the, the, the child was probably, I don't know, maybe four or five. Um, and the mom looked uh, and asked her child. She said, um, do you know who this is? Of course you know who this is. And, and the child, she looked at me and she looked really hard at me. And then she said, well, it looks like Pastor Melissa, but she's not at the church. Maybe you remember the first time you saw your teacher outside the classroom, or maybe the first time that you as a teacher was recognized outside the classroom, when it seems like you know someone, but they're not in the right context, or the right uniform, or even the right title. So my niece, Emma, Um, she knows me as Mimi, but if she heard someone call me Pastor Melissa, which is also who I am in my title, it would be very confusing to her. In the same way, for some people to hear me being called Aunt Missy or Mimi and know me as Pastor Melissa, it might be very confusing. And also, these names and titles tell us a little bit about who we are. And Jesus, of course, has many names and many titles. Jesus goes by many names. Jesus, Yeshua. Jesus also goes by Savior and Messiah, friend and teacher. There are many names and titles that we associate with Jesus. One of those titles also being Lord. And Lord can be a pretty heavy and maybe a weighted title right now because we don't always have a clear picture in our modern uh, vocabulary excuse me our modern vocabulary about what or who a lord is so let's look at lord um, in a few different languages and what that might mean for us today so first in the hebrew language the word for lord is adonai Um, These are words that you get to impress your friends at parties with. You can be like, hey, you know what the... Anyway, um, I don't know if it'll come up in Wordle, but um, Adonai uh, means Lord. Now, for um, the Hebrew people, for the Jewish people, to say God um, or to say the name for God was considered... um, difficult or against the commandments what they believed is the name for god was so was and is so holy that you don't say it out loud so there are some parts in scripture where the name for god is y-h-w-h and it's written without the vowels now we don't know how it's pronounced for sure um, but most often we pronounce that yahweh um, and there are many theories on how it's pronounced or what that might mean. Um, but again, uh, the Jewish people, the Hebrew people, did not say the name for God because it was so holy. Now, some speculate that this Yahweh, this YHWH, um, is actually more of a breathy sound. <sighs> yeah which is possible. Um, we don't know the exact pronunciation of it, but some speculate that it's this breathy sound because the word for breath and spirit are the same. And that word is ruach, um, which sounds kind of breathy. So it is um, theorized that perhaps this YHWH Yahweh is more of a breathy sound, which reminds us of who God is, the spirit of God. <sighs> And that God is as close to us as our breath. But this is also how Jesus is referred to as Adonai, as Lord. Now in the Greek, um, Lord is Kyrie. And maybe you have sung songs like Kyrie Eleison or Lord have mercy. Kyrie means Lord. And um, a lot of times, the, a title that Jesus goes by in the Greek is Kyrie Christos, which means Lord Jesus. So that's a title. Um, and also, there is um, a political connotation with this. Jesus is Lord is actually more than, than just a title that signifies his um, Uh, his religious or spiritual connections, but it's also a political tile because it meant and still means if Jesus is Lord, then there is someone or someone's or something that isn't. And in the Roman times, it was a common greeting to say, Caesar is Lord. Um, That was the title given to Caesar was Lord. Um, And if you call someone else, you know, like Jesus Lord, then it meant that Caesar isn't. So if Jesus is Lord, then Caesar is not. And this is a treasonous statement. So to say that there is someone who is higher than Caesar is a big deal. And so the response of the Roman Empire was often to convince you to say Caesar is Lord by saying, if you don't say Caesar is Lord, we will kill you. Um. Which, yeah, Jesus doesn't function that way. Um, Jesus doesn't say, "Say that I am Lord, or I will kill you." In fact, Jesus does quite the opposite, because Jesus, as Lord, is different. It's not in the same way that you may know what Lord means. Now, most lords were known as as power driven. It was not always a positive connotation. Lords often oppressed and they weren't fair. Lords forced their recognition, you know, like honor me as Lord or die. And Jesus is not like that at all. Jesus is, is kind of the opposite of that. Jesus says, you think that you know what a Lord is and I'm going to show you what I am. And I am Lord. Lord. In Middle English, Julian of Norwich, who was a mystic, she wrote about our kind Lord, K-I-N-D-E, our kind Lord. And a lot of times that has been, you know, translated as nice or kind. um, And it means both kind and kin. So you can translate it to be about our kind Lord, and it can be translated to our kin Lord. Diana Butler Bass, in her book, Freeing Jesus, she says this. She says, to say our kind Lord was to say our kin Lord. Jesus, the Lord, is our kin. The kind Lord is kin to me, to you, to all of us, making us one. And this is a subversive deconstruction of the image of kingdom and kings, replacing forever the pretensions and politics of earthly kingdoms with Jesus' calling forth a kingdom, king, kind, kin. Jesus is our Lord, our kind, our kin, our Adonai, our Kyrie, our Lord. And when we call Jesus our Lord, personally, when we call Jesus our Lord, we we talk about what Jesus is calling us to do, to love deeper and to love fuller. So Jesus is my Lord, calling me to love one another deeper and one another fuller. That's what it means to say Jesus is Lord. When we say Jesus is Lord, socially, what we mean, John Wesley, who was the founder of Methodism, said, there is no holiness but social holiness. Jesus calls us to care for one another's dignity, personhood, and needs. There are implications when we say Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord of our lives. Jesus calls us to love one another deeper and fuller, to care and respect the dignity of one another. It means that Jesus calls the shots. It means that Jesus calls us into ministry. Jesus invites us to die with Christ and to rise with Christ. Now what Jesus doesn't do is Jesus doesn't force any of those things. So what you know is a Lord is not what a Lord is. That's what Jesus tells us. Jesus says, I am a Lord, come and follow me. Now, when we say Jesus is our Lord, it means that someone or something else isn't. And anytime we put something above Jesus, we're making that our Lord. Now, as Jesus uh, was tempted in the wilderness by Satan, he was, he was tempted to become that kind of Lord. And we are tempted like that every day. We're tempted to put something above Jesus all the time. And Jesus invites us to resist evil and temptation in whatever forms they present themselves. We pray this weekly with the Lord's Prayer. Forgive us our sins. Lead us not into temptation. Because claiming Jesus as our Lord isn't easy. Claiming Jesus as our Lord requires much from us. And maybe you're still thinking, you know, I've always said that Jesus is my Lord, but I'm I'm not sure what that actually means. And not having a a monarchy or a system of lords and ladies and dukes and duchesses and so forth um, that that rules our life, it may be hard to see what a Lord actually is. So um, think of this image of Jesus as Lord, and think of Jesus as a conductor um, or a band director or a choir director. Now, if you were in band or choir in high school or at any point throughout your life, this may not be that difficult, or perhaps you've seen lots of concerts Um, Think of a conductor or a choir director. Now, this conductor or choir director, they help guide the way for the musicians. And sometimes, sometimes the musicians ignore the director. But that doesn't make the director any less of a director. They are still there directing and conducting. And sometimes ignoring the director may mean wrong notes might be played or sung. And maybe that hurts the whole song or maybe it doesn't. And sometimes following the director means something beautiful happens using the gifts and talents of all those around. Now, if you think of that image, think of Jesus as Lord, as Jesus as our director or our conductor just because we may ignore Jesus or someone might ignore Jesus doesn't make Jesus any less Lord or conductor. Jesus is Lord regardless. And following Jesus means that sometimes beautiful things happen with our lives, with one another's lives. And sometimes not following Jesus means we make mistakes and slip up along the way. But the good news is, is that we can jump right back in. Jesus is Lord. And you are invited today and every day to claim Jesus as Lord. In fact, for me, I decide every morning to claim Jesus as Lord, even before I get out of bed. Now, some mornings are harder, and I have to confess that that I may claim Jesus as Lord by my mouth, but not always by my actions. Some days I might struggle with my faith, and I may not want to claim Jesus as Lord. Jesus never stops being Lord, and Jesus never stops inviting us to claim Jesus as Lord and to follow him. So may we be bold and brave enough to claim Jesus as Lord, And follow where he leads us. Because when we do, beautiful things happen. And Jesus never leaves us alone. Jesus never stops calling. So may we be bold and brave enough to follow Jesus as our Lord. Where he leads me, I will follow. Where he leads me, I will follow. Where he leads me, I will follow. I'll go with him, with him, all the way. Thanks be to God. Amen.